0: Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, Would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself?
2: Um, I was born and raised in Berlin, Germany. And um, my parents are both dancers. And I always grew up with a lot of artistry around me. A lot of creative people around me. And um, I'm a musical artist um or music artist I am a mother of two sons I am a vocal coach and yeah that's that's who I am right now at this point in my life
0: that's amazing um how did the pandemic um how did the pandemic happen over there did everything shut down in Berlin
2: Yeah, we had two big um, lockdowns. The first one was in in March, started in March and went into summer.
0: Mm.
2: And then now recently we had another lockdown. And it's only starting to get back to normal right now. Mm. So the kids have been home from kindergarten from November until now. Mm. and are starting next week again so we're slowly going back into but it's, it's it's it felt like almost one and a half years of what's happening when can we get back to normal they kept rewriting the rules and adapting them so it was always like okay <laughs> what are we doing here
0: absolutely yeah. it was definitely the the same case um in the states um the only positive, well, one of the positives um, that I gained from it is I got to spend a lot of time with my firstborn uh, son. You know, he's just turning yeah. two this year. So just watching him grow like a flower and um, blossom is, is really been very good for me.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing for exactly most of the times it's fathers that miss that time. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that you get the chance to experience that it's the same thing here as well our second born is turning two in july okay so my husband's been home and we had the chance to really have this just be all together in this house we just moved to the outskirts of berlin Mm. and we're living in a house with a garden so it's been really nice to just enjoy that with us four together Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a positive. I agree.
0: Absolutely. So what got you, what first got you started into music? Like where did the love of music come from?
2: I think it's really, it's really has been a thing for me since I can remember because my parents always had me around music. I have joined the rehearsals and the theaters and I joined their dance classes and, I've always been around rhythm and different styles of music. My mom is a classical ballet dancer, so I listened to a lot of classical music growing up. Mm. And my father is a modern jazz dancer, so I listened to a lot of rhythmical jazz music. And I, I started playing the violin when I was nine years old, okay. just because I saw the orchestra and I loved the way that um, the strings would move together when you mm. see them play together at a, at a orchestra uh, concert. And that's why I wanted to start playing the violin. And I stuck with it for 10 years. And um, <laughs> I've never gotten to the point where I felt comfortable to play in front of people because the violin is hardcore. Like, you have to practice a lot really get good so after 10 years I was like you know what (laughs) this is not working for me and also I joined um, I started playing the piano and then when I was around nine years old I realized that I want to sing and I want to practice singing more and I started joining a musical choir when I was 11 and yeah I just I knew pretty early on that I wanted to be a singer.
0: Mm, mm. It's funny because um, I've grown up with a lot of music, which let me, well, listening to a lot of music in my household. My mother would play her old records all the time. And it influenced me to, um, you know, want to learn how to play the piano. And I could see that the same for my son, because we play a ton of music here. And, um, He would go outside and find sticks and just like bang on the ground like it's a drummer or something like that and um i really find that interesting you know how um music can affect uh, a young person
2: yeah yeah definitely my our kids are also extremely musically aware and always try to make music out of everything they get into their hands and i do sometimes wonder if it has to do if that's just something that kids go through if all children see their environment as music, or if that's really children that have a lot to do with music because of their parents, I I wonder sometimes, but yeah, I definitely think that I got into the whole music because of my parents being dancers and you would have think, or you would think that maybe I would start being a dancer, but I think kids always try to do the opposite of what the parents did. So. The whole dancing thing was already covered <laughs> and I felt like music pulled me more. And my mom always told me that I always used my voice since I, I was a little baby. She mm. sometimes would come into the crib wondering what I'm doing and I would just make awkward noises and sounds and <laughs> <laughs> just not stop. So, yeah, I'm a very vocal person.
0: <laughs> um, do you have any like um, musicians or artists that you um, that inspires you?
2: sure yeah i want to say that i've grown up listening to a lot of different music genres but um being a teenager i mostly listened to hip-hop r&b soul Mm. when i got older i had a long long phase where i listened to jazz so i feel like especially my singing is very influenced by jazz singers like uh Ella Fitzgerald and mm. James and Billie Holiday and um, but of course the radio was playing and uh, 90s hip-hop and also later pop music Destiny's Child and yeah and uh, my earliest memory of really music that I'm still listening to that I listened to when I was a little kid would be the Fuji's. Mm. Uh, my father would always start playing um strumming my pain killing me softly that's the the name of the song Mm. uh to wake us up so every morning i would wake up with that sound and i I just started loving lauren hill and the fugees and i tried to sing their songs and sing her songs a lot when i was Mm. nine ten years old and yeah
0: so is uh Lauren your, I guess, your favorite artist?
2: Well, I was, I was, well, yeah, one of them, definitely. Mm-hmm. I was never the fangirl type, you know? I never had that one artist that I knew everything about, that I would mm-hmm. follow every step and read everything about. So I had a bunch of favorite artists. I, I was also into reggae dancehall music, so... Bob Marley, Damien Marley Mm. and um, Buju Banton and uh, but also Erica Badu of course and uh, yeah I think I've been kind of always in that area hip-hop, reggae, soul, neo-soul, jazz and there I kind of played around and I had phases where I would only listen to that and I had phases where I would listen to that. And I also listened to a lot of rap music. I listened to Lil' Kim. There was a phase where I listened to a lot of Lil' Kim Mm. and yeah, and just grabbed a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've heard a a few of your tracks and I can definitely tell um, some of the hip hop influences, Um, but how would you describe the music that you typically uh, create?
2: I think as a singer, I like to go for atmospheric instrumentals. I like to go for neo-soul, but also with the trap drums, I've really gotten into like solely neo-soul trap uh, instrumentals, but I love when it makes you feel warm when it fills you yeah just warm and sexy and
1: Mm.
2: just gives you a mood instrumental already has to give you that mood uh yeah nice chords I, I also love going for um jazzy chords so that always gets me and yeah that's my that's my style that's what I've been going with
0: what is your creative process like
2: well most of the time it's pretty much the same i i have my phone near and Mm. when i choose instrumentals i usually improvise the the first time that i listen to an instrumental i improvise on my phone and i just hold on to the first idea that i have on that instrumental and Mm. a lot of the times it ends up being the actual melody of the song Mm. i then sometimes go back days later and i listen to what i um recorded on my phone and whatever sticks whatever feels good i just open that project again and i add to the melodies that are already recorded or i just fill out the melody with lyrics and mm. that's usually how my process has been i'm i'm the the whole rhythm and the vibe so the melody and the rhythm is the most important to me and then i usually match up the the lyrics to what i already have i try to make it work
0: that's that's extremely like um it seems extremely complex you know in order to fit the lyrics in a pre-made melody you know
2: yeah yeah a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people been telling me that that they could never work that way i feel like it's for me it comes easy i don't know I don't know what it is. For me, it comes easy. Um, Mm. And sometimes if it doesn't work, of course you can always uh, like put an extra syllable onto the rhyme Mm. and make it work and move it around. But yeah, most of the times the melodies that I first improvised are pretty close to the end product of the song.
0: That's really amazing. Um, Who would you like to collaborate the most with, Dead or Alive?
2: Huh. I would definitely love to collaborate with Erica Vadu. Mm. I think that we could do a really good collaboration. And but also artists like Likely Forty Seven or Raphael Sadiq or mm. Mahalia uh, Lizzo. I think I would do bomb feature with Lizzo. Like yeah, I feel like those could work well.
0: Hmm. So how do you um how do you orchestrate your performances? Like what's the process from the beginning to the end? How do you find venues to perform? And um do you get nervous before the performance or is it natural to you now?
2: um performing has always been quite natural to me i get that um exciting feeling like an hour before the show and like right when they call your name mm. when you're side of the stage and you know you're about to go on and right when they call your name you get this rush that heat and then you go on and once you start singing i'm usually fine again what's what's really difficult to me is um if I'm expected to talk to my audience, Mm. that is so hard for me. Like, I feel like I'm an extroverted introvert and I would just love to go there and start singing and catch them with that vibe, you know, and the whole Mm. interaction between the songs, that gives me way more anxiety than actually singing in front of people. So, Mm. yeah, and, and finding shows is a mixture between knowing people that think of you, that mm-hmm. call you up, that have venues planned, uh, events planned, and actually doing the work and looking for the venues and writing them and suggesting dates and mm. trying to collaborate on that level. Yes.
0: So it's been a, a full year since the lockdown. Um, do you miss performing? Um, and has the lockdown like hindered your creativity?
2: Well, yeah, I miss performing. Um, I had the chance to perform with uh, a friend of mine, an artist, um, Cassian. She invited me to like a live concert, like an online concert. Nice. I was able to perform just a week ago or two weeks ago. But yeah, I miss being on stage and actually having that connection with the audience and feeling their vibe. But the, the lockdown actually it gave me a lot of time and a lot of peace of mind to, to be creative. And mm-hmm. also because the I'm working with my husband together, he produces a lot of my songs and um, also everything that happens afterwards if we make a music video or edit the song and edit, we sit together in the studio and we work together. So him being around all the time gave us the chance to actually work more often and Mm. just sit down and find the time to work rather than having a week from Monday to Friday and putting the kids to bed and then sit here at eight, being completely tired and trying to get something together until we have to go to bed. So we're able to keep going the next day, you know? So the lockdown has actually made it way easier for us to do that and to be creative.
0: Mm. What is one message you would like to give to your fans?
2: Um, I guess to always make sure that you, that you do what you've been put on this earth to do. Mm. Sometimes people that love us, people that want the best for us, give us the wrong advice to protect Mm. us or they think they protect us. And um, sometimes we get too overwhelmed by all the information from the outside that we don't actually know anymore what we want to do and what we actually should be doing. And we get distracted. And I think it's very important that you spend enough time with yourself, spend enough time, um, learning what you really want and what really makes you happy and trying to go after that
0: yeah i can agree um people will often put their limitations on you if they see that they can't do something or can't fathom of doing something they will often put that on you as well
2: exactly exactly i grew up with a lot of that and it was difficult for me to find my own voice and be able to say you know what I don't think that's the right thing for me and I'm gonna actually fight myself loose and and go the other way even though you made it sound really scary right now <laughs> yeah but it's important it's a it's a it's an important step to find your own happiness you know
0: yeah absolutely what is your most useless talent
2: yeah <laughs> ah you know like <laughs> when I say what it is you're gonna want to test it out you know so I'm like should I really say it should I really hey, say man. it man
0: go ahead go right ahead
2: <laughs> I've been told that I'm really good at mocking animal voices
0: <laughs> really <laughs> like,
2: the, like the typical ones that you teach your kids from from the books you know when you go through the books with your kids and you're like that's the donkey that's the sheep that's <laughs> yeah a lot of people have been watching me with my kids and we're like wow you, you did that really good <laughs> so I guess that's a useless talent of mine
0: <laughs> mm, sort of like a, a Dr. Doolittle you can't talk to animals can you
2: <laughs> no I-,
1: <laughs>
2: I mean I haven't tried maybe they actually do understand me but I haven't tried. <laughs> But it's very helpful. It's very helpful for my kids to understand the actual sounds that those animals would
0: be. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, What would you be doing right now if it wasn't for your music?
2: Like I said, I knew I was trying to be in music and around music since I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I started working at a hotel for three years right after school Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where my mom told me sure going into music but have something safe first so those three years years what i was a trainee at a hotel learning to to get like a degree afterwards and it was the worst time of my life
1: I, Mm i have
2: to say it was like i remember I would go through different departments of the hotel um, doing the laundry, cleaning the rooms, being in the kitchen, being behind the bar. Uh, yeah, everything being in the restaurant. And I remember I had times where I woke up and I was crying just because I knew I have to go to work. You know?
0: mm, yeah.
2: So I really felt, and the people there, I couldn't connect with the people there because they really loved their job. And they were like, and after this, I'm gonna go to Ritz-Carlton Hotel and try to apply there and do that for the rest of my life. And I was just sitting between them like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. And yeah, that, those were hard three years of my life. But I think if I wasn't creating music, I would um, be teaching music. I have a history of teachers in my family. Mm. Both of my parents, um, when they got older, started teaching ballet and started teaching dance. And also my grandmother was a teacher and my great-grandfather was uh, the director of a school in South Germany. So we had a lot of teachers in our family and I, I really enjoy teaching and I really enjoy um, giving people the the opportunity to experience their voice and to open up their voice and to use it in a way that they thought they couldn't. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think I would just do that full time and be happy with that.
0: What is it like growing up and living in Berlin? Um, I'm from the States. I haven't really traveled outside of the States. Um, what are your experiences Experiences like growing up in, in Germany?
2: Well, I've been back and forth. My grandmother, I mean, I grew up here, but I've been back and forth because my grandmother lives in Los Angeles. So I experienced okay. the States and Germany. And I feel like a lot of Americans, um, well, the, <laughs> they say that... Um, our school systems are a little bit more open and mm. not so strict. And I think that we have a lot of, or here in Berlin, we are very multicultural.
1: Mm. So
2: um, especially um, Arabic countries and uh, Turkey and uh, A lot of people from there are here and more and more black people as well. But when I grew up, it wasn't actually too many people. Mm -hmm. And um, But it's a very free country. A lot of people that come here from the States, they love that they can take their beer bottles and drink on the trains and (laughs) drink on the streets and uh, that the clubs are open. They open around... 10 11 and then they're open the whole night until six o'clock in the morning that's something that they always love Mm. and yeah it's i i like it i really i really i'm actually happy that i didn't grow up in the states because there was a chance that i would have because my father when we were born suggested that to my mom that he would want us to go there and be with his Mexican family and Mm. have us around them in Los Angeles. And my mother just wasn't happy about that because she didn't like the whole situation in the States with racism and Mm. the whole background story because my mom has a slave name or her father. And she was born in England and then was raised there until she was six years old and then she moved back to the south of germany and she just never wanted to go to a country like the states to to raise her children and so they decided to stay here yeah which i think is a is a good was a good choice
0: yeah i i can agree um there's a lot of um there is a lot of racism here you know um I love America. It has its goods and it definitely has its um, bads, you know, especially with the racism subject. And um, I feel as an American, we only see the world as one way, like only America is in the world instead of like traveling and, and gaining um more of a perspective of what the world is really like.
2: Yeah, I feel like in, in Germany you learn a lot more about america but also other countries so you're a little bit more aware of the whole planet rather than just Mm -hmm. your own country and i mean we have racism here as well but it has a different history Mm. and um yeah it's it's different kind of racism (laughs) (laughs) and i (laughs) guess with you guys it got way worse in the last four years with trump being there so I heard from uh, friends that live over there that it's just gotten a lot, way more in your face again because people feel like they can say shit and do shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's messed up.
0: Yeah, it's it's been um, boiling over, you know, uh, Trump getting elected was a response to Barack Obama getting elected, you know? And um, it seems like a certain group of people Fear that they will lose power, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, the majority. So I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a crazy subject, you know. I don't f- where I'm from. I don't really see too much too much racism, mm-hmm. but it's hard not to see it when we have cell phones that just shows it twenty four seven, or the news cycle that shows it twenty four seven. It almost makes us conditioned to it. You know, it was normalized. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: On one side, it's good that we see so much more because the outrage is bigger or more people are aware that wouldn't be aware. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's it's so draining. I, a lot of the times I'm in between wanting to inform people, wanting to inform my followers about what's going on, what they can do. But at the same time, is the more i engage in that the more i feel how it it has just that like a negative dark cloud that sets on you and it's difficult because i feel like the work needs to be done you need to inform people if you have people that you can reach Mm. it's on you to reach them with important things and and give them the right information and keep them on track and get them to, to do something about it. But -hmm. at the same time, everything that I have on my plate, just being who I am in my life right now as a mother, it's, I, my heart, it just, yeah, I have to be able to protect my energy Mm -hmm. to -hmm. be there for my kids and be able to keep going. And mm-hmm. if there's always this negativity and that you get scared, you know, you, you, you feel like the whole world is just negative and <laughs> nothing, yeah. there is no more hope, you know. So I try to distance myself from it and uh, try to focus on the here and now because, yeah, where we are we don't experience that much racism, but as soon as you pick up your phone, you see everything that's also going on here in Germany and you feel like I'm living in it. This is also happening to me, even though it's not actually happening to me. So yeah, it's it's a hard one. I always go back and forth between protecting my energy and wanting to help and wanting to do something about it.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm a firm believer that the world won't be a better place until we help ourselves first you know you can't help anybody when your life i wouldn't say in shambles but if you're not focused on you things won't get better for anyone else
2: yeah you have to get your mind right Mm -hmm. and also you can do a lot of work with the people that you touch directly so whoever your circle you can spread the positivity you can spread the knowledge you can have the the talks with them one-on-one
1: black velvet is proud to sponsor creative habits podcast black velvet is a black owned family business providing skincare products handmade intentional and designed to nurture the skin and body lather in luxury with our signature black velvet shea butter Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth visit us on Etsy at shop black velvet or follow us on Instagram by black velvet.
2: Rather than always just using social media to engage in those kind of things. I definitely agree on that.
0: On a lighter note, um, where have you performed and what are your favorite and least venues? Least favorite rings.
2: Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to perform on all different kinds of stages. So I was on big, big festival stages with, I don't know, over 8,000 people in front of me just bouncing. Wow. And I had the chance to be on tiny little venues uh, like just hairdressers that are opening up that just had 20 guests or something like that and I would sit right in front of them and perform and I can't really say what's what's better or uh, both has its positive sides I feel um just being on those big stages with so many people jumping at the same time obviously the energy is out of the roof you know it's 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 exhilarating you just get into a flow and you have an hour of just performing and you get out of breath because you give your everything just running up and down the big stage Mm -hmm. but i also really enjoy seeing people just standing in front of me with their glass of wine like just standing there, not (laughs) engaging into conversation anymore because they want to listen to the lyrics and Mm. and engage with what I'm giving them. So I really, I love both, it's it's both beautiful.
0: To me, it would seem kind of intimidating just having people not really engaged just sitting there staring at you (laughs) with wine
2: (laughs) it's a a different kind of engagement you know you can see if they're just like blank staring at you not Mm. really noticing what's going on but I feel like sometimes I guess you can you can say about yourself sometimes you're at an event and an artist is playing and you don't want anybody you know you want to hear the lyrics you want to just stand there and maybe you're even trying to listen to the lyrics so much that you even forget to do this (laughs) (laughs) so you're just standing there like "Uh." (laughs) and i guess it's that feeling of i really grabbed them i really uh connected to them and Mm. they're taking something from my performance when they go home yeah but of course there are audiences that don't engage and that's not a nice feeling (laughs) just Mm. people that stand there and you see that they're bored and you see that they're talking with their friends and might even be louder than you performing so i've been there as well
0: (laughs) Mm. have you had any performances um go the way you didn't think it would go like any negative performances and how did that affect you afterwards
2: Oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's the first thing. It's just so uncomfortable. I remember a performance. I sometimes go out with, um, meet up with DJs, club DJs, and I just stand next to them on their set for an hour or two Mm -hmm. and improvise to whatever they're playing. It's usually like deep house uh, music. And I once... Um, said I would come by for a DJ that I haven't really met yet and I haven't really listened to his music and he sent me some music over and I had a short listen to it and I was like yeah sure fine I'm always improvising anyways and I went there with my now husband Mm. and um, I don't know what it was I really don't know I felt so bad because they were expecting me to sing and I, I stood there with the microphone getting ready and nothing, just nothing came into my head. I was black. Mm. Every song he played, the next and the next. And I was just like, he even leaned over and gave me some melodies. He was like, nah, 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 you could do that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because the people noticed, oh, there's a singer. What's happening? Nothing is happening. <laughs> and after about like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. I gotta mm. go and that was i just i did not like i wasn't on the flyer it wasn't like come watch me here a cruise tonight so it wasn't that but still it was like wow this is so uncomfortable
0: <laughs> so nothing came out you just you, a total nothing. blank <laughs>
2: total blank like i tried of course i had like some who. <laughs> And I don't know what it was because the music wasn't crappy. I, I don't know. I really, sometimes your body just goes, nope, not your vibe, not your not energy. <laughs> not today, yeah. Mm. But that was definitely very uncomfortable. And just thinking of it now, I still go, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: How do you feel the internet has impacted the music business? Was it uh, a positive or a negative for you?
2: Well, I grew up kind of with the whole internet. Like, mm. I, as a musician, I haven't experienced the music business mm. without the internet anymore. Mm. But I really started getting into the, into it internet was already very important so i feel like i don't have the i i mean i know what was going on before and i know i think it's hard i know a lot of people say it, it, it influenced it in a negative way um for myself i feel like now artists have the chance to make it and do their own thing yeah without having to wait for the major labels to come and say, we choose you, you mm-hmm. win, let's do this, you know? So you you can, you can build your following, you can put songs on Spotify, you can shoot the music videos and put them out and hope that the following you made will give you the likes that you need to get the spots at the venues and perform. So mm-hmm. you, you really, you can make it on your own. At the same time, you have to be talented in so many different areas yeah. to be able to jumpstart your career because you don't. You're putting all the money in yourself. You don't have a manager. You don't have a label that's giving you the money. So you you're better off if you're able to film yourself, have the lighting yourself, do the editing yourself, and basically do everything yourself. If you are able to do that. Then you can, you can make it, and I think that's beautiful. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I think it's it's beautiful that people get the chance to be musicians without um, having to get the okay and the go from a big label.
0: I think we are fortunate today that um, a lot of music equipment and and camera. Gear and all, all of that is kind of inexpensive, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can learn how to record yourself from watching YouTube, or mm-hmm. learn how to make a music video from watching YouTube. Like YouTube exactly. is like a a university in itself, you know. You don't really have to exactly. go to school; you just watch YouTube. Yeah. And, um, if you, I believe that, if you have a really good talent and and work ethic, it's very possible to you know, work independently and and not attach yourself to a label that's basically a bank just giving you out a loan and you have to pay back interest, you know?
2: Exactly. That's, yeah, I I love that part. I love the um, freedom that it gives you. Actually, Mm. growing up, I used to, um, as a teenager, you put your thoughts into something like that. And uh, Mm. I was always thinking, I, I'm i scared of being with a label. I'm scared of them not allowing me to do what I want to do and to express myself the way that I want to just because they say, no, you need to do this so that we can get our money back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it always held me back from actually going there and being like, okay, let's submit my songs to Universal and see if they send something back. I've never... Done that because I felt like I I don't think I want to I want to be in that position I mean Mm -hmm. now that I'm older I feel like I know who I am enough and I know how to communicate enough that I wouldn't feel so intimidated
0: Mm -hmm.
2: working collaborating with a label but back in the day when i was like 14 15 i was like oh god no i couldn't i couldn't imagine yeah just them just taking me and doing whatever they think would be good
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so um what is next for you like after the pandemic and lockdowns are over what would you like to do Uh, with your craft?
2: I would just love to book a lot of shows. I would love to just get out there and mingle with people, connect with a lot of like-minded people, and um, do a lot of features. I love featuring other artists on my songs and connecting with people on that level. And that's what I want to do. I want to put singles out. I'm currently not working on an album. I'm just working on singles that I can put out. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I feel like I said before, I feel like my energy is more secure now as a mother. I have more security in who I am and what I can do than before my children. And I want to use that to be able to finally uh, connect with like-minded people because I used to be very much at home and to myself because I didn't enjoy going out and being around a lot of people. It mm. was a hard one for me. Like I said, I'm, I'm an introvert somehow, even mm. though on stage it doesn't seem like it, but it's hard for me to share my energy. And uh, But I feel like I have I I can secure my energy better. I have more um more the ability to close up when I need to and open up when I want to and that gives me the security to to do that and be more around people that I haven't met yet. <laughs> mm,
1: mm.
2: So that's what I want to do when the pandemic is over, just meet up meet new people.
0: Do you gain inspiration from your children?
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: for me personally, um, since I'm older, I'm in my 30s now, um, I've lost that childlike wonder. Like, the world seems a lot smaller the older you get, you know? mm -hmm. And for my two-year-old, the world is like, you know, uh, a... of a, a vast place like a a magical kingdom to his eyes like everything is new and um i've learned that we have to process our creativity and our environment with like childlike uh childlike eyes in order to find the new nuances and things do you find that uh similar for yourself
2: i do feel inspired in the way that um, having children just makes you learn to let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let go of control because children come with chaos, especially having two kids. Yeah. And they've been in this house with me since November, yeah. day in and day out. And you clean up the place in the evening. You wake up in the morning and they already been in the living room without you. And you come and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> And the whole day is just, like, they're around you, like, woo, and it's noisy, and it just makes you, sometimes when you're stressed out, it's hard to let go, but then sometimes you find yourself, and you look into their eyes, and you're like, just breathe, and just let them be kids, and just enjoy their freedom, you know, see what they're doing, and see how they're experiencing the world right now without any worries, without any thought of tomorrow and sometimes it helps me to dive into that with them and mm. i really appreciate them for that and yeah and i mean what i've what i've um noticed that since i have had my first son it was much easier for me to um work harder actually because mm. i didn't have That much time anymore. Before I had kids, I felt like, oh yeah, you know, do this, do that, hang out with friends here, do a little bit of that, chill, have fun. And once you're a mom, you understand the day has 24 hours. You wake Mm -hmm. up, you have this amount of time, then there's nap time, then there has to be food, then there's that rest time of the day, and then the kids in bed. And you know exactly what times of the day you have. Yeah. do the things you need to get done if it's paperwork if it's getting uh uh, like some uh, sports in or Mm. uh, singing exercises or writing a song like you have those hours of the day and it actually helped me planning my day better and having a routine
1: Mm. and
2: being more productive having children i do really feel that way
0: yeah and it's taught me a lot of patience a lot of yeah. patience
2: yeah because i don't
0: know what happens when a child begin turns like two years old it's like they want to test you and every little thing <laughs> negative they can do they will try yeah. it <laughs>
2: yeah they'll look at you and they see your reaction they are like oh i got something there yeah <laughs> keep going oh my god yeah the patience part definitely wow yeah they really they really make you masters in patience
0: yeah um i just have a few more questions for you and um after that would you like to play a quick game called this or that
2: yeah you have to explain the rules but i'm okay
0: Okay. um well let's finish these questions and i'll get into the rules um anybody who knows me know that i'm an avid hip-hop listener like i love hip-hop especially underground hip-hop so when i was watching a video on youtube of mf doom fancy clown <laughs> <laughs> and see you seeing you in there i was like hey i know her i'm friends with her on facebook like what's going on like what was that process like how how did that come about it's
2: so strange you can't imagine like I didn't even know for the longest time that I was part of an MF Doom music video. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I got hit up by a, a friend, a rapper from Berlin. And he was like, I know this camera guy, dude, and he needs some more people to um, join in this project. It's like uh, he was trying to win a contest. Are you up for it? And right the next day I went there, I didn't get, uh uh, they didn't tell me what to wear how to look they didn't tell me anything to prepare they were just like just show up at that park in berlin at that Mm. time and then when i was there they explained to me that i have this little boy that i'm acting with and what i should do and then the music video was done in one and a half two hours something like that Mm. and then i left and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Good luck with your project. Good luck. I hope you win. And then years later, I found out that his music video did win and that it was the official music video. Nice. And I was like, "Whoa! <laughs> what actually happened here?" Like, yeah, it was a it was a funny funny process. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I was so amazed. Like I love MF Doom. Uh rest in peace. He just passed away uh not too long ago. But I seen that man and I was just so surprised. Like, what is going on?
2: <laughs> How does a girl from Berlin <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely?
0: <laughs> and um, very last question, what would you tell your younger self before you started music? Um like everything you've been through and you know now, like what would you tell your younger self?
2: Just do it. Don't mm. don't think about what your parents want you to do, what people might be thinking of you. Just express you, be you, express yourself and mm. go for your dreams. I feel like I've been holding back way too long just not knowing who I am or not being sure of who I'm supposed to be what people want me to be and yeah it took me a long time to grow out of that and to be able to actually say it's it's okay and it's who I am is wanted and needed on this planet I have been Mm. put here to be exactly who I am and not change around and fit myself into any boxes because then i'm not fulfilling what i'm was put here to fulfill so i wish i could have done that way sooner and i wish that i could have had somebody whisper that in my ear like just let it go let it go (laughs) (laughs) do
0: that I, i definitely feel that i definitely just be who you are and try not to let anyone clip your wings
2: yeah yeah Yeah, i think we we do that ourselves though too like Mm. we think that people put expectations on us and then sometimes years later you tell them like i felt like you expected me to this or that and then they just go what well, no, you you could just do whatever makes you happy. I just want you to be happy. It's like, oh, wow, okay, (laughs) shit. (laughs) I wish I would have known that earlier. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's ourselves sometimes, the insecurities that we have, the fact that we look up to our parents, our teachers, our whoever, and make their opinion our opinion. That's why it's so important to spend enough time with yourself to actually know who you are and spend time with the right friends, friends where you feel heard and comfortable, Mm. people that don't try to change you, that you just can be who you really are. Mm. And the more you can be who you really are, the more you can get comfortable with who you really are. And you're not so scared showing it to other people that you don't know yet who you really are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I feel that okay here's the game It's this or that um i'm going to ask you a question um and you have to choose one answer for example um if i say solitude or serenity you choose one of those and tell me why
2: Oh wow okay okay yeah. <laughs> cool
0: cool cool <laughs> um Let's get started. So, soft or firm mattress? Firm. Firm. Why?
2: I've had a soft mattress before and my back just hurts. So, I need (laughs) firm mattresses. (laughs) I learned it the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) And I can tell you how we bought the mattress. We just went to the shop and it was leaning against the wall. And my Mm. husband and I, we were like bouncing against it. Like, yeah, that's good. Let's pay 600 (laughs) euros for this chair. (laughs) <laughs> and we had it at home and we both had back pain. We were like, damn. <laughs> so yeah, don't ever do that, people.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Um, Michael Jackson or Prince? Wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> the whole world depends on this answer.
2: Damn. But no, Michael Jackson. Mm. Because because i had the honor of meeting him so he has a way bigger role in my life than prince Mm. because of that
0: okay okay
2: connected to him more
0: (laughs) um ghost stories or urban legends
2: ghost stories no urban legends
0: okay okay
2: i'm not the ghost story kind of person
0: (laughs) (laughs) um loyalty or honesty
2: honesty
1: Mm.
2: yeah honesty like i feel like we humans we we are all on this path by ourselves at the end of the day we need to do what is right for us Mm. in our life and our path but if you choose friends, partners, and uh, people in your life, you need to be honest what your agenda is. You need to be honest about what your steps are. And you, you're, you're always free to go those steps because it's your life, it's your choice. But just be honest.
0: I like that. Um, last one, gorgeous eyes or gorgeous smile?
2: gorgeous smile Hmm. yeah i feel like why actually (laughs) (laughs) i feel i guess um i always had this thing actually i sometimes i look at a person and their lips and it's really i i don't like being negative that's why it's hard for me to bring across my lips right now but I feel like almost mm, because of their lips I then don't like them anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) what hold on hold on what (laughs) so if a person has like ugly crusty lips you're like no that's not a good person
2: (laughs) (laughs) no I don't think it's not a good person they're just not I don't I don't sympathize with them anymore I'm like "Mm." (laughs) It's, it's more also like lip shape
1: Mm, uh, than
2: okay. how they're doing that day so it's okay if you have crusty lips <laughs> you, you can get over that but you can't get over the actual shape of your lip you know?
0: oh. <laughs> that is the first time i heard something like that <laughs> you are hilarious <laughs>
2: oh man <laughs> mm.
0: well um i just want to thank you for taking the time out to speak with me i really appreciate you and your journey as an artist and I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it too. You dropped a lot of great gems.
2: Thank you so much. I I really thank you for reaching out and I give you and your family all the best. Say hi to your wife. And I actually thought that she was going to be there with you.
0: Yeah. She has to watch the baby, man. He would not stay still for anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So maybe soon we can get together i really appreciate you reaching out and i really uh i really like the the project that you guys started together the podcast it's it's a really dope thing so thank you for letting me be part of it
0: no problem thank you that really means a lot what's up beautiful people thank you for tuning in and to another episode here is your quote of the day less is only more where more is no good frank lloyd wright Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and um, have a good day, people. Peace.